Welcome to The Mindful Apprentice, brought to you by Swindon and Wiltshire Institute of Technology. In this podcast series, we want to share stories and information to help everyone make the apprenticeship a success, whether you're an employer or the apprentice. We've interviewed a wide range of apprentices, employers, specialists, charities and clinicians to make this series. Wherever you're listening, we hope you'll find it helpful. Hello, I'm Dominic Arkwright. In this programme, more sources of help if you're struggling with stress, anxiety or depression. We've established that it's best to raise the issue with someone. But what's out there if you're not comfortable talking to your boss or your training provider? We'll start with some personal stories. Jordan Keane from South Devon College started with a child and adolescent mental health service when he was a teenager. So I'd already had Cam's involvement at that point um, before then that hadn't worked. So I actually went directly to my doctor and I explained to my doctor how I was feeling, what was going on in my head. And he, at the time, tried to just prescribe me some medication and hoped that that would make things better and it would help. It didn't. um, So I actually reached out to a friend of mine from the catering sector who I knew had been through similar things to myself and had a conversation with him and just said look you know I, I need to get my life on track can you can you help me um how did you do it and I actually leaned on him quite a lot and that's how I then got into the catering sector originally um was from that support for him through going back to college and, and doing my MVQ um, and getting that support through college through him as well so a trusted friend his college and his GP let's hear now from apprentices Jessa Lee and Evie Barnes I am biased because I do see a therapist, but I do think that it's never too early to get help for mental health. And I think in some ways for me, it's like therapy. I I kind of view it as mental health maintenance in the same way that going to the gym is sort of my like physical health maintenance. I know this won't be the case for everybody, but I would have quite liked somebody anonymous to speak to, which I guess could have come in the form of a therapist at the time but it is quite hard I think for to open up about certain things to people who are really close to you because you don't want by you explaining how it is that you're feeling to upset them and to make them feel like it's their fault so I think it would have been really useful to have somebody like a mental health first aider to be able to speak to and kind of build that rapport with but somebody who's completely isolated from my situation and probably wouldn't have those emotional attachments to it and therefore maybe wouldn't be as upset by it as my close friends and family. Evie Barnes and Jessa Lee. And this is what filmmaker Sam Oti did. I knew that I had to do something about it when I was waking up so ill every day. You can't live like that. I'm never going to be able to do my job properly. There's all of these different feelings. So when I knew that I was feeling like this and I couldn't live like it anymore, my first step was to to speak to my parents and my, my partner. I spoke to her about it and just basically vented and just said, look, this is how I'm feeling. Um, I then went to the doctors and I said, look, this is how I'm feeling. And they directed me to counselling and emotional therapy to try and get me through it and to work out why this was why this was happening. But then I was also sort of put onto some medication as well to just try and level my brain out a little bit and get me back to where I wanted to be. And your GP is a safe, confidential place to go. And medication may be appropriate. It may be what you need if you're really struggling. Although, like Sam, you may be reluctant to take that path. You often hear doctors just sort of giving antidepressants out to try and to help to help people get through it. 
And I was very, very cautious that I didn't really want to go down that route. I knew that I needed to do something about it. And I was very cautious to start with about taking any sort of medication. So the first thing that I did was saw the doctor. They instantly sort of put me in touch with some counselling and some therapy. And that was really good to be able to just talk and to just have somebody else that doesn't know you whatsoever to try and understand why you're feeling how you're feeling. And apprentices Olivia Skane and Jessa Lee both agree that a therapist or counsellor has been a big help. So my process, I've reached out to my GP, they prescribed me on medication and then I was on the NHS waiting list for a very long time and then I received private therapy which has really, really supported me. I'm very fortunate that like, I'm earning enough now that I can sort of um, pay for therapy for myself and I've found that really helpful to talk through. At work as well, they've got um, schemes to help with healthcare and, and things, so there's some um, consultation sessions. And with my chartership organisation, so that's the RICS, I know that they've got a charity in which they provide care and support for their members so even if you can't don't feel able to afford it I guess with different prof- professions and professional networks there's there are some different resources that you can go to for it. But let's find out a bit more about what your doctor can do from three GPs Andy Ver, James Kingsland and Ian Davis. So it's really important that you make contact with your GP if you're concerned about your mental health. Your GP will be expert in in listening to your story and and sort of judging how serious that is and trying to understand what might be the factors that are driving that. And then your GP will look at the different uh, sort of treatment options for you. It might be that um, you need some counselling, some some talking therapies. Uh, Occasionally people benefit from medications. Uh, in In more serious cases, then you might be referred into the community mental health service general practitioners will investigate whether the work environment is a trigger for some of the symptoms which may be as as severe as a a depressive illness and if it is then it's better to be taken out of the environment which is causing the problem Um, and uh, a workplace assessment can be helpful also by occupational therapists to see if there are specific issues whether it be the, the environment of the workplace which might be the interpersonal relationships, how that uh, uh, individual is being managed, to the type of work they're doing. But again, it's important to find the trigger that is leading somebody to be debilitated. It goes without saying, if, if someone finds themselves in a situation where they feel so desperate they're thinking of self-harm, there are lots of things that you can do. You can speak to the Samaritans, you can ring your GP surgery 24 hours a day and the GP surgery, if they're there, will talk to you. And if not, there is a number for you to call or there is NHS 111. Or if you prefer not to do any of those things, the safest thing to do if you're feeling like that is to present yourself to any large casualty unit because they'll take you very seriously. Uh, They will put you in a, a nice, quiet cubicle and you will be safe and you will feel safe and you will get the help you need. That's at the more extreme end of mental ill health. But if you're not at that stage, there's a lot of help available, according to Dr Ian Davis. There are a whole plethora of online uh, platforms now on smartphones that I have spent the last five or ten years recommending to patients. They are wonderful and they work extremely well. And I think for longevity of treatment learning a skill to look after yourself from a mental health point of view uh, stands you in good stead 
So let's see what's out there. First, Paul Reeve, chief executive at the mental health charity Mind in Cornwall. We live in the age of the internet. There's a lot of really good information. If you're feeling a certain thing, have have a look at it. I mean, National Mind's website is a really, really excellent resource for looking up symptoms, looking up diagnosis. And if you're struggling with certain feelings, there are there's lots of really good information out there to, to inform what, well, it will do two things. It will inform what you can do about it, and also it will normalise it. Because when these things happen to us, it's human nature to think, it's me, I'm strange, something odd's happening to me. So the charity Mind may be useful. And most people have heard of the Samaritans. They're free, confidential, and available 24-7. David Moyles is Deputy Director of Outreach in York. Well, the first thing you'll hear when you phone our number is uh, somebody like myself saying, Samaritans, can we help you? And then it all depends on how the caller takes the particular call, because what we say to them is, this is your call. You say what you want, how you want, in the way you want to say it. We'll be here and we'll listen to you and we'll help you go through all the issues uh, that you're um, struggling with. And we'll help you arrive at your solution, because the only people who can solve their own problems are the individuals themselves and we try to give a safe area to enable them to talk openly about things that they wouldn't talk to anybody else about or feel they can't talk to anybody else about for whatever that reason may be. We're here all the time, we've got 20,000 volunteers all who give thousands of hours of of their time and we do it because we care and we think that there shouldn't be anybody out there who feels they've got no one to talk to and that's why we're there nobody should have no one to talk to and remember the samaritans are not just there for people in crisis they're there for everyone burnt chef is more specific not specifically for chefs but the whole hospitality industry andrea dodd recommends it for her apprentices at performance learning group Burnt Chef um, has an academy where we have loads of bite-sized learning materials that all of our apprentices have access to. So we've designed a couple of programmes that have all of the mental health um, awareness and all of the mental health learning for all of our apprentices. All our staff have gone through mental health awareness training so they can support um, each other, um, but also all of their apprentices and all of their employers around them as well. And Burnt Chef has a free confidential text service, again available 24-7. Next, Carol Petropoulos, Assistant Principal at New College Swindon. So here at New College we have Together All, where students can 24 hours a day have access to groups, to moderated support about mental health issues and about how they can move forward with those. But talking is, is really the key, so finding someone that you can talk to. Together All is usually licensed by organisations, so you'll need to check whether you can access it. The next one is available for everyone, a 24-7 text service called Shout. Nick Morgan, a mental health disruptor, recommends this one. I'm a big fan of Shout UK, which is a text line number. It's for all ages, but there's a heavy lean in for it to be for young people. So you text them anonymously and they, you can have a text chat with them about things that are going on and they can like suggest other sort of potential, more specific support mechanisms that you, you can go to to help if you're struggling with something specific that's affecting your mental health, whether that's equality or sex or family problems. And the text number is 85258. 
There are so many resources online that we can't really go through them, but Emma Russell from the mental health charity Pentreath says the internet is a great source of support. There's certainly a lot more than there was 13 years ago when I first started working in mental health and I think if you're comfortable and capable of using the internet actually there's a whole host of stuff you can access then through through the internet that doesn't necessarily have to be a face-to-face conversation. Emma Russell. Before we go, we'll just name-check one more which is aimed specifically at employers, employees, training providers and apprentices. Here's Anna Morrison from Amazing Apprenticeships. There is also a service which is um, commissioned on behalf of the Department for Work and Pensions called ABLE Futures and they offer external support for apprentices as well. So if you were working in a really small employer, say, and they hadn't yet put any provision in place for mental health support services, then this is the kind of scheme that you would be able to access as an apprentice. And they can provide emotional wellbeing support and advice. They can provide advice on simple workplace adjustments because sometimes it is just something simple that's going to make a really big difference. They can also talk to you about different coping strategies and they can help you to put a step-by-step support plan in place. And that's what we're looking at in the next couple of programmes, coping strategies. Until then, I'm Dominic Arkwright. That's all for now. Thanks for listening to this edition of The Mindful Apprentice. We hope you found something in it which was helpful to you or perhaps a colleague or friend, whether you're a new starter or a seasoned professional. If you've been affected by anything you've heard in the podcast or want to find out more about organisations which can provide help and support, go to sawiot.ac.uk forward slash The Mindful Apprentice.